2: You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert. This is the House of Learned Doctors. And Enrique Alvarez-Cleary. As soon as your eyes shut, I'm going to punch you square in the face. On 93.7 The Ticket and the theticketfm.com. Welcome back into The Happy Hour. 93.7 The Ticket the ticketfm. Com. So here's this from Inside NU that came out uh, just a little before 1 p.m. today. Re- it's a headline this Recent former Northwestern player says allegations of hazing are 100% true. Um, this is written by Bradley Locker of Inside Northwestern. Um, he says a recent former Wildcat who requested uh, to stay anonymous said that the reports shared in prior articles are, quote, 100% true and that, quote, all those things happened. Um, he says the play- this player shared that while he never witnessed any incidents of running in which players are restrained by a group of 8 to 10 upperclassmen, um, the player also revealed that he saw Shrek's list. Um and he saw naked bear crawls and other activities occur. Um now here's this part as well. Moreover, the player said this this is brand new from just a little little over thirty minutes ago. Moreover, the player said that players engaged in quote rap battles and where players would encourage you to say uh inappropriate things. We'll just say that. According to the players, these rap battles occurred in the locker room or other private spaces, quote, where there are no coaches around. Um, In accordance with the prior reporting, the player confirmed he saw a whiteboard in the team's locker room that referenced, quote, running. Further, the player affirmed that Pat Fitzgerald did the, quote, Shrek clap, which was a slow clap over your head. Um, That used to happen all the time, the player said, adding that he was unsure if Fitzgerald used it to signify players selected for running. Um, They all say it's been happening before. It's been happening before just this year. Um, The player said he's, quote, sure that Fitzgerald was aware of the behaviors that occurred, um, but that nobody in the program brought it to him as a problem. He added that the assistant coaches and everybody else knew emphasizing that those who had been at Northwestern longer definitely knew about it. Um that's wild. That's that's crazy. I don't understand and
3: and I know, you know, obviously we're going to wait for for more things to come out to see if if Pat Fitzgerald truly knew what was going on, but I don't think there's any way that he's able to get out of this without possibly losing his job because a if you knew about it Obviously, you should lose your job. But B, if he didn't know about it, what does that say about his ability to, to lead a team if nobody yeah. is coming to him with this information? If he truly didn't know about it, then he's, he's, he had the locker room was never his. He never had the locker room, he had lost it a long
2: time ago. Well, and so this, I'm trying to get it to load here. Um, this article just came out a little under an hour ago as well out of the Daily Northwestern, which once again is the student newspaper. It's so weird how the student newspaper is yeah. breaking this. Yes. Like, no,
3: nobody else had this, nobody else was was approached by these former players or was able to break this news. It took the student newspaper uh, coming out with this story for all of these national news outlets to finally, you know, pick this story
2: up. So, in this, um, my, my computer, my internet just crashed here. Um, here it is. For it's headlined this: Former Northwestern players describe racist environment in football program. Three former Northwestern football players described a culture of enabling racism to the Daily Northwestern, recalling multiple racist actions and remarks from both coaching staff and players. All three players, who played for the team in the late 2000s, um, also added that some of the allegations of hazing. Uh, were actually true. Now, what's interesting here is that these guys aren't anonymous. These guys put their names on these it. These guys put their names on it. And so when you're going here, I mean, I'll tell you guys this. It's probably understandable. When you're going through journalism school and when you're learning to gather sources and gather intel, right, you always ask people if you want to remain anonymous. Well, when they do, that... it. it Provides obviously context, but it does take away some of the credibility in your story when you say, "Ah, listen." I mean, think about think about every year when the Nebraska, when the, or excuse me, when Big Ten coaches say, "Ah, an anonymous coach in the Big Ten tells this about Matt Rule." Mm-hmm. An anonymous coach in the Big Twelve says this about Brent Venables. Right? It's like, all right, you kind of take it with a grain of salt. It's like, because really it's like a who coach? you don't know who's talking about yeah. it. Right? Same thing here on a much more serious note. You don't necessarily know who the players were, What the, they don't have a name attached to them. It, it, you lose a little bit of credibility. Well, here in this situation, they put their names to it. Ramon Diaz Jr., a Latino offensive lineman for Northwestern from 2005 to 2008, now guess remember, Fitzgerald got there in 2006, said that his experience on the football team was hostile as a non-white player said, quote, I didn't feel like I could be anything other than white, Diaz told the Daily. We never felt like we could be ourselves. We had to fit in by being white or acting white or laughing at our own people. That was a quote there. That's that's
3: tragic. That's that's, that's terrible.
2: So, you know, the first one, of the other players said, those are two phrases that you would hear a lot around the program that referred to the sentiment of fall in line. If you were not in line with the, quote, Wildcat way, Coach Fitz or any of the other coaches will be quick to say, yeah, check your scholarship. Um, Play, so uh,
3: the, so there's three players in this one. The other two are remaining anonymous outside of Ramon Diaz Jr. But one of the anonymous players said that, that a phrase along that phrase, the Wildcat way, along with good, clean American fun was often used by coaches to reference how they wanted players to look and act. Um, what, is that, what does that mean? What here's, is good, clean America? fun? Is that, is that the, the bullying? Is that the, the, the racist antics that they're talking mm-hmm. about?
2: So here's this as well. Uh, another anonymous player, a former offensive lineman, uh, told a story about Fitzgerald asking a member of the coaching staff to cut off his dreadlocks. The racist stuff, that stuff that refers to how black players are treated, that was a form of hazing. Um... The anonymous players said agreed, adding racism was central in the program's culture. That there was a certain culture of enabling racism and other microaggressions that I had to experience, and that other offensive linemen that were people of color had to experience. Um, that's, I mean, it's it's crazy because, and this is something I said this morning, and now four new players just since the end of Ad and Ad and Raff show that I was a part of this morning from mm-hmm. eight to ten. Four new players have just come forward, right? Once somebody does it or once a group of people do it, it's a lot easier to put yourself and say, all right, yeah, you know what I do? I'm ready to talk about it. Yeah, it's It's a lot
3: easier. It's hard to be that first one. Nobody ever wants to be the first one, but as soon as somebody comes out and has the bravery to step forward and say, hey, this is wrong, this shouldn't be happening, other people who have experienced the same thing believe that now, you know, maybe they thought they were the only one or maybe they thought they were the only one that thought it was wrong. Now they know that there are other people who are on their side that believe that what was happening is wrong and they'll be able to step forward and say, Hey, I didn't like the way that this was handled. I didn't like how this happened to me. I'm going to step forward and try to make sure that this doesn't happen to anyone else.
2: So now we're going now this is where this is where I kind of landed right now. Is it's one forty one PM and after the president and after administration have said, All right, we're gonna we're gonna check things again. We're going to we're going to go back over through this investigation and figure out what a a I don't know, rightful suspension or punishment for coach Fitzgerald and the Northwestern program for that matter um will be. And it's a few days later now and number 1, you haven't learned any of the findings from their investigation that supposedly only warranted a 2-week suspension. That's the fishy part to me. And this is something that Chris Vanini of The Athletic pointed out. And and somebody on the text line said something along the lines of, I wish we could just... Uh, focus on Minnesota, and we will. We will focus on Minnesota. We got plenty of time to focus on Minnesota.
3: Well, I mean, the thing is, the football team is going to focus on Minnesota, but we're going to report the news of, the, of what's happening. And this is part of the Big Ten. This is a team well, that Nebraska is going to play this season, and maybe, it, it, the, yeah. The thing is, I don't know what's going to happen with Northwestern because as as I talked about it on the, on the Captain Show earlier today, if they end up firing Fitz and all of the assistant coaches, because if the according to this this latest um, article. The assistant coach is new, so the assistant coaches are probably going to let go, too. Um, Maybe the... I don't know about the athletic director. I don't know what happens there, but at least all of the football staff will probably be let go. You're going to have to find a new staff, get them in there, get them to to have the players buy into whatever they're selling after whatever they've gone through, and then start a season in a
2: little bit over a month. So, this is what's interesting here, because... So once again, Chris Vanini of The Athletic wrote this article, uh, headline, Northwestern has created more of a mess by not revealing investigation details. And what he means by this, so Northwestern, just to kind of re- re- regroup here, Northwestern had an independent investigation that was conducted by highly qualified law firm Arndt Fox Schiff is the name. Mm-hmm. And lead investigator Maggie Hickey, it found after months of interviews that the hazing claims were, quote, largely supported by the evidence, whatever that means. Um, And then it said, quote, while the investigation did not uncover evidence pointing to specific misconduct, participation in or knowledge of the hazing activities was widespread across football players. So, number one, what does that even mean? But it obviously gave Northwestern an idea that Nor- Pat Fitzgerald needed to be suspended for two weeks. And it was two weeks, all right? In July. In July, and we've gone through all that dead period of recruiting, nothing's going on, right? Things like that. Um, and Sanderson points out, if several people have now confirmed they saw Pat Fitzgerald doing the clap, I think we can stop with he didn't know about it, right? And if that's the case, and if hard to if believe. this, I mean, obviously institutions, whether it's Nebraska, whether it's USC, whether it's Texas, whether it's Northwestern, they're going to pay the best people possible that they believe. Just like when you hire a search firm to find a coach, you're going to go with the best people in your mind to f- get to the bottom or figure out the issue. Mm-hmm. So, and, and this Aren't Fox Schiff law firm is pretty highly qualified. Um, As well, and they put their lead investigator on it, understandably so, and through through months of interviews and months of research and learning what's going on, and once again, Northwestern hasn't given or, or released the full report. Haven't released any of their findings. Or details. Not a thing.
0: This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on.
2: they handled it on their own and when the punishment was only 2 weeks of a suspension that's when you see all the players go hold on now there's something there's something mm-hmm. sketch about this a little bit here there's something fishy here
3: so you've seen the players obviously the players must have said something if northwest was conducting their own interview or their own investigation but the thing is you didn't hear anything about that you know they they didn't go public with it they kept it in house kept it very private they And then they just said he well, is suspended for – what did they even – because it wasn't anything hazing-related or anything. They just said he was suspended for a violation mm-hmm. of something. And everybody's like, okay, whatever, two weeks for Fitz, okay, I guess. And then
2: well, these players
3: like, went to the student newspaper, and they're like, look, we're
2: going to let's, you. Let's be honest here. in In a way, the former players that are now all coming forward kind of gave Northwestern their chance. Mm-hmm. They gave the university their chance to say – we're giving you this opportunity before it gets really bad and you guys look like bigger idiots. Mm-hmm. We're we're giving you this opportunity to hey, we'll, we'll handle it on our own. Yep. Whether that's firing the coach, whether that's suspending for a year, whether that's I I don't know what all the options are, right? But in a way, they're saying, "Hey, we're giving you a we're giving you a shot." And then when Northwestern is unable to whether that's release details. Whether that's give the appropriate punishment. Whether that's keeping any any of the people any of the coaches on staff. Whatever it was, obviously wasn't enough in the former players' minds. Not and close. according to what we're reading and what's being reported, it's it not was. even close it to definitely enough. It Was not enough. Not even close to enough.
3: And not to not to like take a spin on this, but these student reporters feel like they're going to get a pretty good job after. Unreal. Graduate. Unreal. It's a good writing. Yeah, it's really good writing. Well, the writing, the writing is good. The the what's in it is bad. Yes,
2: it's just it's crazy to kind of see here when you when you combine everything, and that's where I'm saying Northwestern needs to decide here, um, how they want to handle this because if they come out this morning and say, you know what, we messed up. We're wiping the cake off our face. Pat Fitzgerald's no longer the head coach, or Pat Fitzgerald releases a statement of I'm stepping down. Mm-hmm. Then we're like, all right, we can kind of move on after a couple days. Right? Figure out what Northwestern football wants to do with their season this this coming see this coming fall, and we'll figure out what's gonna happen. Like there's no burying this in the no, weekend news as, cycle because be- it's already out. Well it's it's out, and it's only the longer you wait, the worse it's going to get. Mm-hmm. If Northwestern waits until Friday. To make a decision or make a statement or even release a detail? What's Why did you wait a week and a half? To Because now it looks like you're trying to play catch-up instead of getting out in front of it. Mm-hmm. Right? Because if the players know this and the coaches know it and now, now every college football fan knows it, there is a really good chance... That you knew it, knew it, and you did nothing. There's no way
3: that you did this. There's no way you had this private investigation and didn't come up with any of this. But now, see, now what's interesting. See, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to collect everything to put it in their report. Because if they get the report that led to the two-week suspension and they release that. That's what I'm saying is that's what makes it so
2: fascinating to me, Rico. What did they find that they were like, yeah, two weeks is good. Or what And, didn't and this, they find? this goes back to something I said when you were gone. I said it on Friday. Before, obviously, a lot, new, a lot of newer stuff has come out. But that's what I said on Friday. I was like, when, when it's a guy that, or an uh, in, in, uh, alumni, right, that's been there for going on 18 seasons, it's a, you, you sometimes turn a blind eye mm-hmm. or you turn a cheek at times. And now I think Northwestern may have thought that, all right, it wasn't going to get this bad. Like it was bad, but now more and more, like this is now six or seven players that have come forward. And how
3: did they think they weren't going to come forward?
2: And that's the thing is, it sometimes shows you that the people that you th- that you thought you put in charge for the good reason are should not be in charge. Yeah, right. And I, what's what's concerning is this is probably happening at other places other than just Northwestern, but the, and and as Big Bird just said. Wasn't most of this in the report that the university already had. Bingo. That's exactly what we're kind of getting at. That's right. Is that you read that report and said, you know what? We know who Pat Fitzgerald really is. Two weeks. It's not this report. Two weeks. Two weeks is good. And we're just going to move on with our lives. We'll talk about Big Ten football come Big Ten media days in three weeks. We'll be okay. Yikes, man. Because now guess what? That report doesn't change. Well, now they're trying to add to it or something. I don't
3: know what's taking them so long, but to to whatever they found that they were like, yeah, two weeks is good. And to think that the players who told you this, obviously somebody must have told you something for you to be investigating it. To think that those players wouldn't step forward after you did this investigation, found all of this information, and thought two weeks would be a substantial punishment Mm -hmm. for what's being documented in these these, uh, articles. And to think that those players wouldn't be like, that's not enough. I'm going to go tell somebody else so you can actually be held accountable for what you did is just asinine. I don't understand how a probably pretty well-respected firm is able to do that and just say,
2: yeah, I mean, this is bad, but you're a good guy. So here you go. Well, it shows that even after 18 years, you might not realize who you have. Right. And so this was a a really telling article. This was written by a student. Okay, Uh, obviously a lot of this has been. Mm -hmm. But this is an opinion article from the student. And now it's starting to get to the level of Penn State type of seriousness. Like this is this is almost as bad as they could come. And as bad as we've seen in the last five years, I, I would I would go out on a limb to say. yes. since Penn State, this is as bad as it's been. When you talk about sexual assault, when you talk about Michigan racism. Larry State was
3: after Penn State. Michigan, Larry Nassar. Yes,
2: Larry Nasser, yes. which, who, by the way, had his own issues this morning. Um, but when you, so, so there's a lot of healing. Whether Pat Fitzgerald's the coach or not, this program is going to have to go through a major shift and through a lot of healing, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they're going to be licking their wounds for a while. And this was written by uh, a Northwestern student that says Pat Fitzgerald should step down and allow Northwestern football to heal. And it's, it's one of the most telling and just intense articles I think I've, I've ever read because it talks about how successful in terms of Northwestern standards that Pat Fitzgerald has been while head coach of the Wildcats. Mm -hmm. But now in the matter of a week and a half, Northwestern is in, The darkest moment of their entire football program. Ever.
3: Ever. You had one win last year, and this is worse. This This is... entire season.
2: Oh, absolutely. By a long shot. You won your first game of the year
3: and lost every game after that, and this is worse.
2: And this is what it says. And this is kind of where it's summed up really well, and we'll end with this. Whether or not Fitz knew of the hazing, he is the unquestioned leader of this program and has responsibilities that he failed... If he, did, it's an, if he did know of the hazing, it's an egregious, fireable offense. If he didn't, then how well did he know his team? What kind of culture did he and other leaders cultivate to where alleged behavior like dry-humping freshmen and sexual violence is permissible, to where players don't feel comfortable calling out this alleged behavior? If Fitzgerald wants best for the program, he needs to step down. He is now the face of a team with deep-rooted problems and seemingly at war with itself, no matter if he knew about the hazing or not. Just, I mean, so just cut and dry. This is the truth. This is where you're at. Yep. Because because even if Pat Fitzgerald, and this is something I said this morning, lastly, is Rico, if I'm Pat Fitzgerald here and you're, I'm trying to get your son to play football for me, <laughs> How can myself or any of my coaches that I have on staff that have been here for more than six months, which is all of them, go to you and go, "Hey, we're, we're going we got we got your child's best interest. At we're heart. gonna take care of your. Don't you worry. No, the hell you're not. Yeah,
3: not even close. I can't even imagine. And this is what me and Terrell. I think we talked about this off the air. Um, if I'm a, if I'm a, a student's parent right now, a player's a player's parent right now. I'm calling my kid up, and I'm like, hey, are you, are you okay? Like, did did this happen to you? Firstly, if my kid's an
2: upperclassman, did you participate in this? Yeah. Like, what the heck? Tell me the truth. Find out the truth, because it's, it's going to come out. It's going to be announced. And I just don't understand how you as a freshman can go through
3: that. And yeah. then if this is a, a tradition-type thing that they've been doing— You get to your senior, junior, senior year, and Mm. you think, I suffered through this, so now you have to suffer through this. I hated it. How does that – how? Yeah. How do you get scarred by by this or or whatever and think, okay,
2: well, your turn. Yeah. Let's get to break. A little bit of news. Husker baseball pitcher Emmett Olson has been drafted in the fourth round, 110th overall by the Miami Marlins. So Emmett Olsen going to the Marlins organization. Let's take a break. Crossover with Austin and Strick coming up next. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
0: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on.